I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break them 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 chains. You gotta break them. All right, so Ultimate Bachelor Podcast, we are still doing crossover conversations due to the coronavirus and everyone having more time. Um, actually have Serge here, and I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we'll get into the conversation. Hey, guys. My name is um, Sergej Bogicevic. I'm coming from Serbia. My Canadian friends are calling me Serge. Last six years, I was living in Canada, currently stuck in Costa Rica due to this coronavirus situation, as yeah. you said. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about it throughout the show. Oh, good, good, good. All right. Well, I mean, you reached out to me and, and said, obviously, you have something going on. Um, I'm willing to have any conversation. You know, most of our conversations are around the progression of men, just having more mm -hmm. conversation. Um, and people forming their opinions based on, you know, what they hear other people saying and thinking. Mm -hmm. So um, explaining the initiative you have going on. Well, the thing is, uh, right now, I'm, I got my momentum. And uh, for, for a long time, I'm, you know, I'm in the personal development industry now. And right. I devoted my life to, to growth and you better myself in every possible way. So I was doing my meditation. I was doing one intense uh, workshop yep. with Dr. Dispenza a few days ago. And it was like a four-day, couple of times a day meditations. And during these meditations, I had received some really amazing ideas that I was like, you know what, I'm going to act upon them immediately, right? right? So I had this idea about my online course and I have all this knowledge. I said, didn't know, you know exactly how I'm going to put it together. And I'm like... I received the, the, the idea, you know, just start the online course. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start the online course, but I don't have outline. I don't have, you know, not a full idea and anything. I'm like, okay, how am I going to start, you know? So I reached out to a few friends and asked them, would you guys be willing to learn what I know? Because they've seen my transformation and they see the lifestyle that I have now. They were like, yeah, sure, why not? So in a span of like a few hours, all of a sudden I have like 10 people who want to do it. And I'm like, okay, this is like getting a little bit out of control. I can't devote that much time to many people. So I'm like, okay, I'll take two more. That's it. So I got 12 people and immediately, you know, I have to work like a two days, like all day long about developing the course and everything. Right. I put it all together, all the pieces. And then I received an invitation for one podcast show from other person who saw my post. He asked me, would you like to be there? I said, well, yeah, sure. This is the first time ever. Why not? Right. So I've been there. I've done that. I start my course. And my course is following my second book. Um, that I'm writing right now. It will be done probably by the end of this month. And I'm like, okay. Then I meditate two, three days ago again. And again, like this idea, like reach out to other podcasters. Like, you know, put your name out there because you have something to share. So, okay. I went to, you know, Instagram. I put a hashtag podcast and I see what's up there. 
So obviously you want to do to see, you know, to right. see what the audience or the podcast or what they do. And, and I personally don't, like, really don't care how big or small the podcasts are. I only care about one person at a time and I'm always focused. If only one person hear what I have to say or what I'm offering or what I can share my knowledge and wisdom, I'm good, man. That's fine sure. with me. So that's how I ended up reaching up to you. So of course I reached out to other people as well. And I have other people who want me, you know, their show. So we've had a little bit more chats. I have a few other sure. guests and I'm like, damn, man, this creating from this quantum field really works. You know, I just put the attention. I felt it and unexpected thing happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess for you, you're trying to promote doing more of those workshops, essentially? Well, basically right now, what I'm trying to promote is my eight-week intensive and really progressive online um, Reimagine Yourself uh, course. Sure. And my Facebook group coaching where I'm accepting a large amount of people, yeah. which is, you know, it's going to be based like a monthly subscription. But I'm already doing workshops. I've done it like in Toronto, where I'm, where I'm from right now. I've right. done it in El Salvador um, two months ago. I've done it here in Costa Rica, two or three of them. So I'm doing them everywhere I go, you know. It's just that I want now want to focus more with the people, you know, around the world through online work and, you know, through my um, Facebook coaching groups and right. that's, uh, through my books as well. Right. Well, nice. Well, nice. So I guess tell me as we started and, and we can talk about whatever you want, really. Like I said, for, for me, it's for people to just learn about different things that people are doing, right. Whether that be in your personal life, whether that be in your development, in your career, in your relationships, uh, you know, everything as deep or as shallow as anyone wants to go in conversation. I think it's, it's important. The thing I hear you saying, and, and I want to get into several things about it, but the thing I hear you saying is personal growth, which at a time like this, when everyone's locked in the house, you don't get to see as many people as you, was normally, as you would normally see. It's a great time to focus on personal growth, right? And I, have, so, I agree. And so, you know, in, in all the ways, reflection on the things you've done, uh, thinking about what you want to do in the future, um, thinking about the mindset you have right now through this versus the mindset you would like to have if you weren't in this just gives you a chance to slow down, right? Yes. So, so go ahead, go ahead. Well, the things about now is uh, that, you know, we do have a lot of time and we have time to, you know, reflect on our life and everything. So now what is coming to my mind is we all have dreams and goals and we right. all have want to do all these great things. And it's always was this excuse, I don't have enough time. So right, if you get sure. out, of, so we got to understand people are in different, you know, situations right now. Some people have really, really struggled. They really don't know how tomorrow they will, you know, provide the bread. And there are, but there are some other people who do have everything, you know, and they do have time to devote themselves to their life. So which means if you get out of this, I'm talking specifically about the people who really don't have to worry about it, you know, tomorrow, how they're going to survive. They will be go back to their jobs. They will be go, you know, back to their businesses or whatever. But my point is, if you get out of this and you didn't done what you said you're going to do it and you didn't devote some time to your, to your goals, to your dreams and yeah. everything, that means you didn't, have, that you didn't lack time, you lack discipline, you sure. didn't set priorities. So that's my biggest thing. And now 
first of all, even before this thing, man, I never ever accept any excuses. I used to work in a corporate you know, world, 16 hours a day, and still wake up at 4 a.m., do my meditation, do my visualization, do my you know, other techniques that I'm using, go at 5 a.m. in the gym, work 16 hours, come back home, read, work maybe 30 minutes, one hour on my craft, but hey, there is always time. It's all about priorities. Sure, and sure. right now, come on, like we all do have time. Even if you like struggle with everything, you still have some time to devote to yourself and your growth. And not just your growth, but growth people around you, your community, your family, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you actually talked about a lot of stuff there that we could go into. The first thing, I guess, to ask is because you've brought up uh, discipline, what are the pillars of your program or like of your teachings? What do you, so discipline is obviously one. What mm -hmm. else do you think are, you know, main themes or, or hot topics that you focus on throughout your. Well, the thing is right now, I'm in the past few years specifically, I'm so much into science and I love combining science on the one side is spirituality on the other side and you put them together and you create a unique combination. So when it comes to things that I'm right now trying to do with the people is that I'm just giving them straight facts about how they can utilize some, some times of the days the most effectively and most appropriately. So what I mean by that is everything that's going on right now in our life is based on the subconscious program that we are running. Right. So if we want to change our life, we need to look at the subconscious programs and change them. Only so, then... So you're just talking about like the the habits that you just do without even thinking or, yes. or automatic behaviors yes yeah, yeah. the way, the way you, you've been trained to, to act whether you trained yourself or or learned it over time or whatever you're almost a lot of people would call i don't want to say bad habits because it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad so yeah yeah the automatic behaviors that's the best way to put it yes well the, the question is where did we pick up all these automatic behaviors you yeah. know all these uh, thoughts, self-sabotaging beliefs, and people don't understand where this is coming from. Once you understand that, then you can, you know, realize they are there, and now we gotta do something to change them, and that will require some work, you know, some effort to put, some discipline, sure. and some commitment. So those are the, you know, you, that you have to work, man. You have yeah. to stay disciplined, and you have to stay committed. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but there are some things that are must, you know. It's it's never about, for example, in my work, there are a few techniques that are so essential and so important and incredibly easy to do it, but people still find excuses not to do it. Sometimes right. even I can find excuses to not to do them, but hey, I understand why I'm doing it and what's the benefits of, and you stay committed because it's only about you overcoming you, you know? So there's, you're, I'm all about this. Actually, I'll be careful. I was going to say I'm all about discipline, but I am about breaking, breaking discipline on certain things. So if we're talking about myself, I'm, I'm extremely disciplined in working out. I'm extremely disciplined about anything I'm passionate about, which is easy, right? Everyone's yes. disciplined about. So for me, I would say, hey, if there's something I have to be disciplined about, the easiest way to stay disciplined is to make myself passionate about it. And that kind of sounds, that sounds off, but I think it's actually easier than, than it sounds. Because, for example, even if it's a project, right? If mm -hmm. it's a project I have to get done, I, I feel like 
I either have to make myself passionate about it. So that means I'm going to go like research about it. Let's just say it's a house project. That's the best way to put it. Cause I do a lot of house projects. I do a lot of projects on, on cars, things like that. So at the start, before I start the house project, I'm, I'm not passionate about it. Right. I, you, you're always contemplating, should I let someone else do this or should I do this myself? Right. Mm-hmm. So then if once I make that decision and I'm, I'm thinking this through as we're talking, just based on the things you said, but once I make myself, once I decide I'm going to do it, I then make myself passionate about it. I go do research. So let's say I want to build an accent wall. I go to research on how to build the wall, the different ways it can look, the different materials you can use, the different tools I need, all this. I'm, I'm a nerd like that, right? Mm-hmm. But by the time I'm done, I'm ready to do this because I've done so much research. I've spent so much time. I've got into it. So that's one thing about discipline is I think if you're, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to stay disciplined. And passion means can be different levels, right? Because... Um, working out i'm extremely passionate about and in mm-hmm. in the goal of working out is for it never to be easy so it's always an uphill battle right so then a lot of people would say why would i be passionate and and always want to look forward to doing something that's hard um it sounds like you work out quite a bit as well so you know once you work out a little bit you get a little bit of results once you get results you want more results and that's where the passion builds. I think the passion in working out is for getting more results. Right. And so mm-hmm. those are two different things, right? You're talking about one project that has an end date. And so how do I say discipline to finish the project and stay on task and, and do it the way it should be done. And you're talking about another project or another discipline that has no end date. Right. So you, you talked about being disciplined and being committed. That's where really commitment comes in. Mm-hmm. is staying on this discipline plan that's never going to get easier if you're doing it right and still staying committed to it. So building a new passion for it all the time. Um, I think those are interesting. Those are just the first things that came to mind for me. Well, you got to put meaning behind it. If you don't have a meaning behind, behind right. it, I'm not sure you will stay disciplined. Right. Meaning, yeah, passion, you, everybody can have a passion about something. But sometimes if you want to develop the passion, as you're saying, you're going to put some meaning behind what this means to me, like what I'm going to get this, like what is the final vision of the project, for example. So you got to assign the meaning. Once you have the meaning, then you can start building the passion will come along the way. You know, I wasn't passionate writer, but I started writing and all of a sudden I became a passionate writer because I signed the meaning to it and I know understood what that means to me. Sure. So for me, when it comes to those things, I personally believe once you assign the meaning towards something and people, you got to understand why are you doing stuff? Do you have this house project? What this means to me? Right. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. How it's going to make me feel after I finish it? Because exactly. once, you fin- once you finish, the thing is, it's always about the end result, about how it's going to make me feel. It's not about the end result in a way you know, how it's going to look like or how my body is going to look like. I can sign it to a workout. It's sure. all about how it makes me feel. So I'm working out as well. I'm not, uh, I, I used to go when I was in Toronto every, like for a year or so at 5 a.m. I'm first guy in the gym every morning. I love to work out at that time because it's part of the morning routine. And as you said, I push myself every time. It's, it's painful. I, and let me tell you something. So people who knows me know that I hate working out. Really? And I hate, I absolutely don't like it all. The only thing I like, I like to do 
is literally like shoulder press and yeah. like a lateral. That's it. That's all I like to do. I hate everything. Yeah. Okay. However, I assigned the meaning to it. I understood the benefits. I understood why am I doing this? I want to look good. Right. I, you know, I, I love to show like how my body looks like. I like to feel healthy, feel strong, feel confident. So I'm, so I'm building my discipline, understanding the benefits of doing workouts, not just physical benefits, mental benefits, sure. developing your willpower, your discipline, your mind, you're making good habit. One good habit can lead to another good habit. So those are the things. And, and personally, I do not care about the end result. As long as I'm putting effort to it and I understand why I'm doing the end result, it doesn't matter because it's about in the process. I will not be happy when I see like three months later, man, look at this muscle there. You know, I look shredded and everything. Nobody cares about it. I care how I feel while I'm doing this. Sure. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes I don't want to do it. <laughs> but hey, you, you, you know, once you put the meaning and you know why, I think everything becomes easier and it's easier to stay committed. However, if you do not see the result, you know, for a, let's say a, a certain period of time, that might be a bit of a problem. But again, depends the meaning. That's when it comes to meaning, what this means to me. If it means something to you, you will stay committed no matter what. If it doesn't mean anything to you, I'm not sure you will stay committed. Yeah. And, Regarding and, of discipline you have. Yeah. And I think as you were explaining that, and as I finished what I was saying before this, I think I also have established tools to stay disciplined, right? Mm -hmm. So I've established a routine and you, and you said that a couple of times, mm -hmm. but when you talk about working out, I've decided, Hey, I'm going to work out this many days a week. This is what it's going to look like. This is how much time I'm going to devote to it so that I know, okay, coming into this week, you know, I, this is the routine I've got to stick to. This is where I'm going to fit that in. If you're talking about working out, if you're talking about a house project, it's the same way. Okay. Well, I'm going to get this much done by this time. And then I'm going to spend this weekend doing it. And then I've got, to, and then I'm busy Monday and Tuesday and, and you're, you're setting out your time. I think routine is, is mm -hmm. one thing. I think another thing you said was the results. We both said results, but when you talk about results, I feel like you've got to check in on yourself. So you've, you've made the time or you've established the time that you're going to work on it. But you also, you know, if you're not getting any results, you're probably going to be less pleased with the process. So I think there's, there is a bit of checks and balances that have to go into, Hey, let me see where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Do I need to be working harder or do I, am I right on pace? Am I you know, ahead of schedule? What, what's going on? Because I think that helps one with, you know, the meaning of it, because, Hey, if my, if my meaning is to look better, but I'm not looking any better. Um, something needs to change. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think those are all important as you're looking at that process as well. Well, okay. I can tell you something when it comes to that, because I can definitely relate to it. So I started working out a couple of years ago yep. and I used, let's say I, Originally, I started working out the moment I came to Canada, which was in 2014. That was the first, actually the second time ever I started working out. And I was consistent for two, three months and I didn't see the results and I quit. Yeah. And I come back after six months and again, two, three months and I quit. And that was happening for like until 2018, until once I come in 2018, 
And I didn't look at myself for a couple of months at the mirror at all. And once, man, I figured it out. I'm looking at the mirror and I saw this chubby little guy with a big stomach. And I'm looking and I said, man, I was a professional handball player. And look at me what I'm looking right now. I was disgusted. And I said, man, you know what? I'm going to gym today. I'm starting today. This is getting out of the control. Right. So interesting, I started and I came to gym the same day after seven, eight or 10 months. I don't can remember. It was more than seven months. Right. Not less than a year that I wasn't working out, didn't run, didn't do nothing. I said, I'm going to run 5K. Right. So I'm coming to gym. I stand on the train meal. I said, 5K. One mile, I'm dead. I can't breathe. I'm dying. I said, okay, I'm coming back. I'm going home. I'm coming back the next day. I said, today, 5K or I'm going to die. I started again. After one kilometer, not even the one mile, one kilometer, I'm dead. I'm quitting. I'm going back home. Coming the next day. Fast forward the fifth day, I'm coming and I said, today, I'm going to assign the meaning to it. This means to me a lot. I have to break it mentally because yeah. I really want to drop this weight. And I'm a radical person and I do not ever, ever suggest anyone. And right now I have a lots of clients. I do not suggest anyone to be like me because it doesn't work for everyone. And it comes to change, personal change, relationship change, business change. I'm a radical person. I yeah, love radicality. As am I. Like, make the change, and you know what? I'm not going to start running today uh, 1K. I'm going to go immediately for 5K. And right. that's not something smart to do. But for me, it worked out almost all my life, like for anything. So I come in the fifth day, and I said, either I'm going to die because I was ready. I was mentally ready to collapse on the train mill, or I'm going to run in 5K. After one mile, my mind came up with all kinds of things. Quit, give up body's tired, all muscles are hurting me. I felt like I'm going to collapse. Man, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go after no matter what. Yeah. I run it. So at that moment, so because I have a friends in the gym, I don't remember this moment, but apparently at one point, I literally screamed. It was like 50 people around me. I was like, you motherfucker. And I said so loud. And I wasn't aware of that. And I, but I noticed people looking at me. I didn't know why. So I was keep running, running. Yeah. And I finishing 5K. I sit down and I collapse. Mm -hmm. So my friend, who is a personal trainer at LA Fitness, came to me. And he was kind of scared. And he's coming to me like, yo, bro, bro. I'm looking. What's up, man? Are you okay? I said, yeah, man. I'm just a little bit tired, you know. Are you like, really okay? I said, why? He says, bro, why are you yelling? I'm yelling at whom? Like, man, you were yelling. And I wasn't aware because at that moment, it was so important to me to do it so I can mentally break it. And like three weeks later, I dropped 25, 24 pounds. And uh, two months later, I was running 10K and I was going to the gym. And from that moment on, I was consistent. But the moment I decided, it was which is immediate decision. So I wasn't thinking for days. I decided I need to do this. This means a lot to me. I really want to drop the weight. I want to feel because it didn't feel good in my skin. And I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Right. I'm going to be disciplined about it. I hate it along the way. I hate every time I was on that train mill, but I, I put it the meaning and understood the benefits. So it doesn't necessarily have to be passionate about it, but if you know why are you doing it and you do it in a smart way, you know, you can, you can, you can still stay committed and be disciplined. And if, Luckily enough, I had people who helped me along the way. I have a trainer who told me what to do, how to do it. And I have a person who helped me with nutrition. 
Yeah. So that comes into the second point that you mentioned, which is like, if you don't see the results, I'm not saying stick to it blindly until you see it, see what works, what doesn't, and change it. Sure. Find something else, but you have to be willing to fail. <coughs> Apologize. Fail along the way in order to get things right, because you will not hear the things right the first time. Maybe you will, and it happens often to people, and not every time. So you have to be willing to explore, to, you know, to even fail, because there is no failure, man. I don't believe it. I never bought that idea. There is no failure. You keep on going. You make mistakes. You learn. You change something else. And as long as you're committed and disciplined, whatever the thing is, the results will show up in one way or another. If you're willing to explore and, and, and you know, make some changes along the way, do not be afraid to make yeah. mistakes. Yeah, you, uh, you touched on two more things that I, that I stress a lot, and it's the mental block, mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing is failure, right? What, what is failure? So I'll start with the mental block. I've, maybe I'm too cocky. <laughs> maybe I have too much confidence in myself. Maybe, maybe it's been ingrained in me. I, I don't know where it came from. Um, both my parents, I feel like they – they don't over exude it, but they both have a lot of confidence. But so I don't mm -hmm. know if I learned it from there or if it's just something I've learned over time. Um, or maybe it's something I've, I developed just to overcome my insecurities. But mm -hmm. there's nothing there's nothing I feel like I can't do. And I think it also comes from experiences now that I say it out loud. But because there's been stuff before that I thought I couldn't do. And then I went and did it. Well, I tried and maybe I failed. And eventually I got to where I needed to be. But the mental block behind what someone wants to do that they think they can't do is it, it's crazy how your mind can get in the way, right? Even mm -hmm. so much that for things for me now, right? I, I work out almost every day and I keep going back to working out because it's a great example because it's hard for people to stay disciplined working out unless you're disciplined working out. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you felt this too. If, if you, if you work out enough, you mm -hmm. go in a day and you're tired that day yep. and you're like, hey, I'm just going to go in there and work out. I'm, I'm just going to do it, but it's not going to be a good workout. Like, you know, I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to go through it. So I always do cardio at the start of my workout. So that for some reason, those are always the day where I'm giving myself a pass I'll get on the treadmill and run faster, you know, run mm -hmm. three miles faster than I ever mm -hmm. have. And it's like, dang, okay. I, you know, that's, that's impressive. But so I'll, I'll do cardio and then I lift and then I'll tell myself, okay, well, I was tired. So because I was tired and now I already ran faster than I've ever run, my lift probably won't be that good, but I already ran faster than I thought I was going to the days of success. Let's just get through the lift will be good obviously without fail you'll go lift and you'll feel great you're you're lifting up as much or more than you you mm -hmm. thought you would and by the end of the day you've had this great workout and actually it's a great example because working out happens like that a lot where you mm -hmm. think you're not going to have a good workout you're like i'm not going to go work out today and someone convinces you to go and it's always a great workout the point being that you know, at the start of that day, if you told me, hey, you're going to go run as fast as you normally would, if not faster, mm -hmm. and you're going to go feel just as good lifting as you normally would, if not stronger, 
I tell you, there's no way. There's, it's not possible, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, for me, who's already a super positive person, for that to happen, I can't even imagine to think if I was a more pessimistic person, and it was a harder task in front of me. I, I think people. It goes without saying that people underestimate, you know, the power of the mind so much that that it just blows your mind. It's it's unbelievable. I'm all about the mind. I'll tell you. <clears throat> I'll tell you a few things. First thing, I just want to uh, touch something that you mentioned, which is interesting for me, because I bought this. Um, I changed completely my mindset about working out specifically. And when people says, you know, I can't lift as much as I do, and now it's a bad workout. So first of all, you gotta understand what is your what is the you know the purpose of your working out. If you wanna stay stronger, then yes, you wanna lift more. If your if your purpose is just to look good, for example, that's my purpose. So yeah. there is another approach to those things. It doesn't necessarily mean it's about muscle contraction and how muscle feels in the yeah. end. You know, yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter how much you lift. But just I'm gonna touch that quickly. So people, when people listen, they, they can understand. It's not about how much you can lift. Because I was obsessed at one point in my time, and I came and did on the bench like 245 pounds. Man, I feel it great. But I looked at the mirror, and I don't like what I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that didn't mean nothing to me. But however, when it comes to mental, that's all I'm about, and I'll share with you a couple of things. When it comes to a stick figure example workout, the moment you adopt a belief and attitude, there is no such a thing as a bad workout. You win. Right. Every time you win. Yeah. Because that in, 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 in reality, there isn't. There is yeah. no such thing as a bad workout. No. As yeah. long as you give your all, you're good. Yeah. For example, um, I started this my course that I have 12 participants right now. And one of the things they're doing is meditation. You can probably figure out that most of them have never done it before. The first belief you need to adopt is there is no such a thing as a bad meditation which is actually there's no such a thing as a bad workout. Yeah. It's only you overcoming you. Sure. Every time you do that, that's a win. It's a small win, but small wins, you're going to accumulate over time and look at yourself uh, a few weeks later, a few months or a year later, you see the results of that. When it comes to mental game, I'm all about it. And that's exactly what in my course is about. It's change your limiting and self-sabotaging beliefs. It's all about that. There is a couple of uh, techniques and tools uh, that you can use on, that you use on a daily basis to reprogram and to change them because people don't understand changing beliefs, it's hard. Yes, you can convince yourself, I'm a positive, I'm going to stay there, but there is that little voice back of your mind who's telling you in the end, well, you can't do that. And most of us are not strong enough to change that. Right. So a couple of things that people, when it comes to mental, uh, breaking limits on the mental level, is I always say, people, you got to go within, man. You really got to go from within and figure out in the first, where did you pick that belief? Because you didn't believe that you can't lift until somebody else told you that you can't. Right. You didn't believe that you were dumb until somebody else told you that you were dumb. Yeah. You didn't believe that you can't do it and somebody told you you can't. Sure. It's the same the positive thing. Sometimes you didn't believe that you could have done it unless somebody has told you, come on, man, let's go, let's do 5K. I know you can do it. And at that moment, because you probably were in the state of 
uh, relaxation that you were like wasn't thinking too much and that thought somehow find a way to your to your mind and it was enough strong enough for you to make you believe because that person was emitted in the different energy and it, it becomes so believable for you you're like okay i'm gonna go and do it and get, uh, guess what happens you run three miles as fast as you can ever run for sure i personally run as fast as possible because i want to finish as fast as possible i was running 5k in 20 minutes man i was like I'm going to do it as fast as possible. I hate trade meal. And I believe it's possible for me to run 5K in 20 minutes. So that's wow. on average speed nine when you run on trade meal. People would tell me that I'm crazy. Man, yeah. I was done it every time. And yeah. people don't understand why I was doing it. I was doing it just because I want to finish faster, man. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was just like, so, so then it flips to the next point, which also has to do with your mental, but failure, the word fail, the word failure, all those things. The scariest word, probably. It's what? The scariest word of people when people think about it. Yeah, yeah, because if you think about it, it, it doesn't stop you from doing what you're doing. Failure stops you before you'll even start. So it's crazy. But if I can just correct you, it's the doubt that first stops you, then failure. Well, well, the fear of failure, I think, right? Yeah, you can say fear of failure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which would be the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I don't know how you beat that until you've had experiences, like I said, until you've overcome and you realize, I guess I'll take it back. One of the, one of the things I've changed my mind to believe or, or changed my mind to understand Mm-hmm. Um, because it was there before I, I thought it is you've never made a mistake that someone else hasn't made. You've never, you've never tried and failed anything that, that hasn't been done before. There's, there's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do today that hasn't happened a million times, three thousand, three million times, 15 million times in history mm-hmm. with however many people trying to do the same thing you're doing now maybe a little twist to it or whatever but the theme of what you're in your head think you're trying to do has been done whether that's approach a a pretty girl whether that's start Mm -hmm. a business that's run a 5k that's get on this podcast whatever you've you everyone's tried it everyone's done it with that belief then i always go to think well if everyone's if everyone's tried it and failed the same way that i have or that i think i might there's also people that have come back and had success and people Mm -hmm. have failed and then just gone the other way right so Mm -hmm. why shouldn't i think that once i have this failure i'm going to move on and be better um you in when i talk about failure i I talk about mistakes the Mm -hmm. same way Mm -hmm. just like everyone else in life, you know, you, I'm not, I probably like, I probably won't sit down and write a list out for anyone of all the mistakes I've made. Um, cause I'm not proud of a good number of them. Right. Same. But, but where, but where am I going after that? Right. Am I going to sit around and allow myself to judge myself one before anyone even judged me on it? Cause there's a lot of mistakes you judge yourself for. And for years you'll, you'll beat yourself up. Someone else hears about it and they're like, Oh, that's not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so a lot of times it's not even warranted. But the second thing is, even if it is a valid mistake, you know, a valid thing to, to not be proud about, well, where are you going to go from there? Right? Because failure is temporary until you try again. 
right? Mm -hmm. And then there might be another temporary failure or there might be a success or whatever. But it's failure can be as temporary as you want it to be. If I, if I say, hey, I'm, to your point, if I say, hey, I'm going to run a 5K today and I only run one and I, and I go home and then I come back tomorrow at the same time, I only failed for 24 hours. Yep. Right? I might fail again, but, yep. I, but at that point, I've only failed for 24 hours because I'm, I'm on to the next thing. Um, and I don't think enough people look at it that, hey, well, one, look at it that way that, hey, failure is temporary. Failure is expected. Failure is, uh, has happened before. Um, I don't think they look at it that way. I don't think the next way is people look at it as the opportunity to, to learn from and go. And it's probably easier said than done, but, but all the same. Okay, I'll give you a couple of things when it comes to those things. First of all, now I have a different belief. I believe that you can create your life from the state of, uh, you know, when you're completely against the wall, when you're stressful, and when you're like, you know, completely like you're experiencing so many defeats, and now you have anywhere else to go. Or you can create your life from the state of happiness and joy, which I'm, which I'm trying to explain to people that that's the best time to create your life. However, let me share with you a story. Back in 2013, December, I found myself 10 days from being kicked off from the apartment in the city where I was living. And uh, I had a six years relationship with my ex-girlfriend at that time. And I had my own business. So I was 23 years old, earning a bit, you know, larger amount of money. And I was from Serbia, where average salary is like $400. So yeah. when you earn three or four times more than that, that is a bit of money, you know, comparing to the average salary, right? right. So I had the business and I had the relationships and I have friends and my family and all of this time. And all of a sudden, which is not all of a sudden, it was a process that happened over time because of the mistakes I was making in that process. I catch myself with no girlfriend, with no friends, family gave up on me several thousands of dollars in debt. And in Serbia, with average salary of 350 bucks, you can bring that money with average job in 20 years. Right. My phone ringing every day, and it was like such a horrible moment. And I, I, that was my lowest point in my life. Actually, lowest point happens a few days later. And the reason happens is because I made so many mistakes. Some of them, like you said, I'm not even proud of. Right. So, for example, I had 55 clients on a monthly basis. Like lots of lots of clients. So the only thing I cared was the money, man. I yeah. never cared about the people. I never cared about the results. I never cared about anything. Sure. except the money, which led me to failure because I didn't saw the bigger picture and understood things that I know now. Sure. I didn't know how to cherish my relationship and how to respect the girlfriend that I was with because I had a different mindset and different programs at that time. So right. I failed there. I didn't know how to treat my friends well. I was selfish bastard, so I failed there. I didn't know how to respect my family and be there for them and they needed me. I failed there. I failed, failed on, a, on every possible level that exists. Sure. So, what's, so what's going on, it was December, just before Christmas, I go to a bridge and decided to kill myself, man, to jump from the bridge. Really? That was it. I seriously, true story. So I'm coming to a bridge, I'm going on the other side of the fence and I'm looking down. First of all, it's so high, brother. Like it's so high that if you jump, you're dead 100%. So there's no coming back anymore, yeah. right? So I'm looking there and I'm laughing at the situation. It wasn't you know, funny situation that moment. Well, and I didn't well, wanna... it's funny 
because of uh, some of what I just said, right? You, you think that all these mistakes that you've made, it, that's it. It can't get any worse than this, right? This, yes. this is as bad as it gets. I can't come back from this. It's that. And so looking back on it, that is funny thought to think because there's people who don't, that doesn't even happen. Just one thing happens and they think they mm-hmm. need to kill them. Oh, and yeah. It, and oh, it's, yeah. All, it's all funny when you look back. But anyways, keep going. Well, I don't want to call anyone to say I love you or anything, goodbye, because I felt, honestly felt that nobody even cared about me. And if right. I die, you know, nothing will even happen. Nobody even noticed by right. me, which is the biggest shit and lie that we bought into it. Right. People do care about you. Yeah, no, People no matter do what you love mean. you. Yeah. You do matter because if there wasn't for you at some point in the life, somebody else, some things will never happen. Right. You do make a difference in one right. way or another. You are important. So I'm coming over there and that's it. I'm looking down and I'm like, okay, but let's do it. <laughs> Fortunately enough, I had a flashback. Something hit me in the head and the thought came to me. Thought, interestingly enough, the words were a law of attraction. Wow, okay. So why that happened? Because year before that, or earlier that year, I was watching this movie, Secret. It was really popular in 2012 and 13, like, you know, taking over what the movie? world. Law, the Secret. The Secret, okay. Yeah, but Law of Attraction, all this stuff. And I thought that's the biggest bullshit that exists. You know, you have to have a vision, and if you have some dreams, you close your eyes, you visualize, and they will come up. So all this shit, I didn't buy it at all. At that time, I was like, that's the biggest BS that exists. For whatever reason, those were the words when I heard when I was on the bridge or that night. And I immediately have a second, like, okay, if I just can have a vision, what I want from life, like, man, maybe I can do something. You know, I'm in the rock bottom. That's it. Right. Lowest point. There is no down. The only way, no matter how big or small, is up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go back, brother. Let's go back. I can't do this shit. I can't jump. Yeah. You know, I'm looking down. No way, man. That's not for me. Nuh-uh. I'm coming back with the hope in my heart that I can do something. So before that night, I was fired from a four different jobs in the span of like five, ten days. Right. And I was, my situation was catastrophic. I can't even tell you what the mindset and the thoughts that I had at that time. Luckily enough, I found a job a few days later in the local bar. And I didn't want to buy a bread. So I'm talking about seven days or eight days without eating nothing. Nothing. Right. No money. Completely broke. I was embarrassed to call my parents to even help me, man. Like, they didn't, nobody knows what was going on with me. I bought a book. And I found the book and I said, you know what? In six months, I'm changing my life completely. I'm going to move to another country. I'm going somewhere where it's, I'm going to be completely uncomfortable. And I start all over again. So... Fast forward, I'm going to tell you what happened in those six months because it was absolutely a miracle. I came to Canada June 6th to start all over again. Okay. I came to Canada with zero English. I don't have family or friends over there. Nobody was waiting for me. I didn't know where I'm going. I didn't know what I'm going to do. And I came as a tourist, by the way, which I stayed for a long time until I got my papers. Right. So completely uncomfortable situation. Like, man, you can't imagine how, and, and I done it on purpose because I understood that if I go somewhere far, far away, completely by myself, where I have to succeed, I burn all my ships, like that's 
it. That's the only way it was for me at that time. Now, I could have gone somewhere in Europe. I have friends and family everywhere, but I would be comfortable because if I fail again, I can come back. But I have to put myself in a position to succeed. That might be one of the ways, which is exactly what I felt in a way when I was, you know, saw my big stomach and my chubby face. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I have to succeed. Yeah. Again, that might work for some people, or some may not. So well, it's all okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, all depends, you know. So I believe that if you put yourself in mentally the situation, okay, what is it can go worse than this. Yeah. So the only way is up. So yes, you will make some mistakes along the way, which comes to that point that you be you need to be willing to experience some defeat in order to get there. Because nobody ever gets there without experiencing any defeat. Yeah, there are many people who failed. There are many things that happened. But what about those people who succeed? Let's look at up at them. Let's see what they did and try to you know uh, implement that in our life. And the second most important thing when it comes to any success. And any time you want to do something is to be careful who is around you. Yeah, yeah. That's Perhaps a, the most point. important thing is because if there are people around you can see for you like what you want, they will not consciously, I mean, nobody wants consciously for you to fail, but the subconsciously, they don't want you to get ahead. They don't want you to move forward because if you do, you become in a mirror to them, you know. And that's an interesting point because you do see a lot of times that when someone makes that decision to leave Mm -hmm. their comfort zone, Mm -hmm. they find peace and they start that path on the way up. A lot Mm -hmm. of the reason I think, just because you said that, and once again, I never thought about this before, but maybe it's because you escape the people and the comfort and the complacency and the contentment of your, your little bubble and now you're going around people that don't know about your mistakes and and really are just catching you on your upward swing. And maybe well, let me that becomes... Go ahead. Well, let me tell you, when it comes to that, just sorry for interrupting, it's just because the interesting point is that before I left to Canada, I made sure to either set the new boundaries, and I made, and which is happened with only a few people, and 95% of the people I analyzed and saw their behaviors, I'm telling you, I had a list of people I was hanging out with and I saw they behavior, what they want from life and I realized not even five, 97% of them, I only left three or four people in my life, removed them all. Completely removed, break the contacts, they want to talk, like, because at that time, for me, that was so important because I had to find a way to surround myself either with people who want more from life or I was willing which unfortunately, unfortunately or unfortunately, depends how you look at it, was willing to walk alone for some time in the right direction and rather to, you know, walk in the herd in the wrong direction, follow the herd in the wrong direction. Sure. So I was walking alone for years, man. Only like a year or, or, or two ago, I finally found some friends. You know, I started a new relationship. I had some people around me. Now I am surrounded. I am blessed to have amazing people around me, you know, my circle of directors that I like to call them, my mastermind groups, couple of them I have clients I have friends that I really love who wants more from life it's who I'm growing my partner is on the same path as I am but people don't I was willing to walk alone and it was painful yeah. it was hard it was tough there was a night I was crying that I was thinking that this journey is going to be alone forever that I ever find anyone you know what's going to be I'm not going to find any meaningful relationships ever in my life it was tough 
but that was my journey. It was absolutely worth it, man, because I, it, I would rather to battle with my own mind than to battle with my mind and plus hundred other minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive battle, man. Yeah. That's, it's really powerful. That's a lot actually. Um, like I said before, from your journey there and several other journeys like that one, and you keep drinking water, I'm going to take a drink of water. Well, man, I'm drinking like five liters of water a day. I have to hydrate. (laughs) Yeah. So from your journey, why is it so hard for people to learn from other people's journeys is is a question I have. If, if I, if I look at your, Mm -hmm. your journey, right. And I, if I happen to listen to this podcast, like you said, one person hears, hears what you have to say. If I happen to listen to this podcast and then after this, I, I hit rock bottom or I feel like I've hit rock bottom because mm-hmm. you never really have, right? Because it, and a lot of times rock bottom is only your rock bottom because yes. you've yes. put value on what makes you valuable, mm-hmm. right? So, yes. so if, if I have, a lot of people think, you know, I lost all my money, I lost my house and my possessions, that's rock bottom, yet they still have a very supportive family, they mm-hmm. still have great friends, they still have a wife. Where's the rock bottom there? Because, you know, you'll always have more money and or switch it around. Someone says, well, I lost all my friends or, you know, I've, I've ruined all my relationships. But mm-hmm. you, once again, you still have a great family. You still have money. You still have a hot roof over your head. Where's the rock bottom there? You, you go make new friends. You go find whatever. So there's always, there's always a silver lining, I think. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why it's so hard for people to look around, seeing as how they look around all the time anyways, because they're comparing. And, and like you said, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to put, uh, you don't want anyone to get ahead of you. So you're always looking around anyways. And, and I guess to that point, you're usually only looking for the negative. You're not looking mm-hmm. for the positive in other people. Mm-hmm. So someone could say, yeah, I hit rock bottom. These are the things you should look out for when you get there, like you just did and come back up to that. I, I just don't get why no one wants to take that advice. And so they'll go to that bridge and they'll jump because they think that there's no way out of this. Well, I have to be careful when I'm, what, I'm about, what I'm about to say right now, because I understand I may take the, the people can take this in the wrong way, but the truth is, and if you really observe it and look at it carefully, there is no such a thing as rock bottom. Let's take an example. You said it perfectly. If I, had, uh, if I could have trained my mind differently, I would not see my rock bottom rock bottom because in reality, I still have family men who love and care for me. I just perceived in a different way that they right. didn't. Right. I still have friends. They just temporarily distance from me because of my behaviors and the personality that I had. Right. They still love me. Yeah. The ex-girlfriend probably still loved me at that time just she move away from abusive relationship because the person that I was at that time. Yeah. So it's not, and okay, we can go even there. Even if you don't have a family, even if you don't have a friend, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have nothing, you don't have material possession, there is nothing. That is that also not true. You still have a breath for life. Right. Once you come to the basic, to the most fundamental level of the life, and that is your breath, you come only the breath, you still have something to be grateful for. You still have maybe your both hands, your both legs, your smart mind, your beautiful heart and soul. You can still do something. 
It's just how we perceive because we are trained, and I can't say trained, we are being programmed to perceive right. life as negative and self-sabotaging and hard. And these are the programs that we carry as children. There is a perfect explanation, which is all my second book is all about, but I explained completely how did we pick up those perceptions and beliefs, when they are coming from, and what can we do to change them. That's my whole course about that I'm doing that. I'm working people one-on-one, shifting their beliefs in a span of like a week or two or three weeks, because I learned all these methods. It took me 30 years to shift my beliefs. If I have the method techniques that I have now, I will shift them in, in like 15 days. You right. know, it's now it's different. But again, the rock bottom is not your rock bottom. Right. Why we don't want to learn from other people's mistakes? I know people who do learn from other people's mistakes, but you make some other mistakes. So you will always make some mistakes. But you know, there are things, for example, if I tell you and you're starting as a, as a company, for example, I was working in a network marketing company, amazing company with nutrition. And if you want to start with that, I will tell you immediately, Alex, focus on people, give them value. You know, I'll tell you exactly where I failed when you can, and if you, you know, if you really want to make something out of it, you will hear that you've not made the same mistake. You will make other mistakes, but not that one particular. But I personally, I, uh, this may sound stupid, man. And I, I can, I can, I can honestly say that I love to learn from my own experience. I simply... Because the, the way that I'm teaching people, I'm only teaching to, uh, to my own experience. And that's what I love. And I think, you know, one, I kind of love to figure out things for myself, you know, when it comes to experience some stuff. You know, if, if I go into business, yes, I'm going to ask you, okay, how to start the podcast? Can you please tell me what to do? Right. But I'll probably make some mistakes, but not maybe the mistakes that you told me. Right. So mistakes are, in a way, inevitable, but that's okay. That's right. fine. Right. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, you're going to. It, when you yeah. try something new that you don't know, uh, you you don't know everything about. There's going to be mistakes. Actually, sometimes even when you do know everything about it, there's going to be mistakes. So, well, it's your emotional detachment from it that will help you to go along, to keep you going. Because right. if you attach to something, and for example, you may have a client, and I mean, I give my all. I put the work. I share with you techniques and everything, and it's a little work. Because I don't know what's actually happened behind the doors of that client, and he might lie to me. I didn't want to say the completely true, because right. I know that this works, and if he did it exactly what he's supposed to do, or she's supposed to do, I know for a fact that some transformation will happen. But if I'm emotionally attached to it, I can think that something is wrong with me, mm-hmm. and I can take that as a my mistake. But if I gave my own in my heart of heart, and I know I put everything I've got, Right. But I'm not emotionally attached. I can say, listen, I did it all. I've done it. everything I'm supposed to do. Maybe the person wasn't ready for information. Maybe ready for work. I must honor his or her journey. I may be accused that my thing doesn't work. But if I believe, you know, that's happened along the way. You keep on going. It's your emo- emotional detachment from the outcome is an expression of faith that you're on the right path no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I... I I guess I'm torn. All really powerful. All things that people should should look at and reflect on. And and I think if you reflect on that before you hit a rock bottom or before you hit a, have a mistake, you're going to be more prepared for when you have that mistake. These are the ideals that I need to tap into. 
um we only have about four minutes left but i actually mm-hmm. just changed the three minutes left so i wanted to give you a minute to kind of wrap up and and say anything you want to say uh, i i'm definitely willing to have another conversation if you want to i can get some more people on here and we can we can have more of a round table which is I'm, which is fun I'm definitely yeah I'm yeah, definitely yeah. But, but uh but yeah any closing thoughts before we we end up well, yes, uh, to anyone who's listened to this and hear your and my story because I think it's powerful and examples are powerful and everything, I would like just to say a couple of things to take from this is, number one, know what you want from life. Number two, be willing to fail because you will experience some defeats along the time. Number right. three, find people who will support you and at all costs, even that means they are the closest ones, move away from them for a bit of time until you don't get, if, until you don't, get mentally stronger because you don't want any distraction. Distractions will be from other people. From other people, you will not care, but you do care opinions of the closest from you. Sure. Don't make mistakes. You do care about it. And go no matter what. So put the meaning behind your actions, behind your vision, behind your passion, and follow it no matter what. If you need help along the way, I'm willing, I, I hope that Alex will put my info down there yeah, below. Yeah, for sure. I put and, on the post and I'm willing that. to work with anyone one-on-one, which I'm doing. I have my group uh, coaching, which is, I'm starting the first week of May, and I have a first group that will be joined. It's only, it's going to be a promotional price, only $10 a month. And lots of everything that I'm sharing, my eight-week course, I want to share in a different way for my group, coach, uh, coaching group. And I have my eight week, which is really intense. And if you're not re- ready to work serious on yourself, like this, is, this might not be for you. I'm, only, I'm literally questioning people before it. And then I decide I have a personal meeting and I have, I have to buy the energy that I've seen the people, person really wants it. And then I accept you because I have a luxury at this moment to, to accept with whom I want to work or whom I know. Sure. And uh, so I'm willing to work with anyone. And it's all about changing your beliefs and perceptions. Once you change your belief, you're changing your behavior, your actions will be more in alignment with who you are and you will be connected to this field of unlimited possibilities and that's what you want to create. You want to create your life from the world of your, from the aspect of universe or God or source, whatever you believe and that becomes much easier. So that's what what I'm doing and how I'm, you know, advising people what to do and I think it's the best way, at least for me, it works. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I love it and actually, you know, we came into this conversation without a plan. And I think, I think it was great. I think a lot of people actually need to hear this. And, and there were a lot of things I was probably have thought about before, but haven't verbalized mm-hmm. and was coming up with on the fly. And it, it's powerful. And, and actually, I'd probably go back and maybe listen to this again and reflect on it a little bit myself. So, um, well, let's plan something soon. This is the Ultimate Bachelor podcast here with Serge. Um, his information will be on the post and on the and in the description of the podcast and and you can find him. So thank you. Thank you, man. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.